for those of you who have uh, never seen or met Brother Pamphil, uh, why don't you come, brother? Uh, we've been connected how many years now? How long have we been? 12 years? Has it been that long already? But you look so young. <laughs> um, he uh, absolutely exemplifies the passage we just had read. It was not, boy, I'm going to become a Christian and I'm going to go to seminary and I'm going to figure out what my great call is. It is, he had come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the response is, now I've got to share that with the world. Uh, that's what his life is a testimony to. And are you going to share some of your testimony again with us this morning? Uh, I think you will enjoy that thoroughly. He said this is only the second time he's preached since that last stroke, and we're so privileged to have him here with us. Thank you, brother. Please share your heart with us. Share the word with us. All right. What time? It's, uh, you've got about 55 minutes. All right. That's when they start leaving. You can go as long as you want. <laughs> well, good morning, Sins. I must say that I was an acolyte. Acolyte is those little boys who helping the priests, you know, who performing mass and other things, you know, and I, I was an acolyte, but my hobby, I should say, is dancing. You're going to come out here and be all Pentecostal on us. <laughs> we better get you hooked up. Okay, that'll work. You're on. I'd like dancing because I was able to dance. I could dance. And because of that, my mother and I, you know, had been in confusion. Because when I finished Mass, or as soon as a service or Vesper finished, I hopped to a bus down to a certain part in the town of St. Lucia to dance. So my mother didn't like that. For me to be in church and for me to be in a dance hall, you know. So I ran away from home. I went to the island of Barbados. And there I started to work with four Trinidadians. People from Trinidad who was working on the, on the hospital. I started working. I get a job with them. But these men had liked dancing more than me. We danced Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Only one day to spare. So as always, I made my plans on a Saturday the 6th of 1st of June, I think it was, 
1964. I saw a gentleman carrying a jute box on his shoulder, passing where I was living. I said, sir, can I come to your dance hall? He told me I'm not going to have a dance. But he did not tell me what he's going to have. So, as usual, I prepared to go to my dance in a, in a part of Barbados. I said, well, let me pass at this gentleman, first of all, because I believe he's going to have a dance. He just don't want to tell me. So I passed at his place. He invited me in. To my surprise, I see some, some benches. You know, I see something like uh, when you're going to have court, you know, and he asked me to sit down. And he take a book. I did not know it was a Bible at that time. He took a book and he started reading. I sat down patiently. But when I see it's quarter to seven, knowing that the bus is passing in that area at seven o'clock, and I have to go down to town and get another bus to go to my dance hall. That means I would reach there at 8 o'clock. I said, sir, can I leave? Can you stop your meeting that I could walk out? He continued to read from the book. And I started to getting impatient because the time, 7 o'clock is drawing high. I said, sir, I do not want to be rude. I don't want to break your meeting. But please, could you stop the meeting so that I can leave and get my bus? He told me, he asked me, could I pray for you? I said, you can do anything you want. But once I leave here before 7 o'clock, <laughs> that's what matters me. So he told me to kneel down, and I knelt down, and he was praying. And while he was praying, he took his hands, and he rested his hands upon my head. That was the work of the Holy Spirit. I realize now that now, when he rested his hand upon my head, and I heard, he said, Amen. I remain on my knees. He get up, he sat down, and he told me, I am true. You can live now. I remain on my knees. When he told me that for the third time, I sat down on the bench. All my desire to go and get the bus had gone. I told him good night. I went to my home. I was living by myself in a place because I'm in the island of Barbados. Nobody, no friends, no relatives. I opened the door and I closed it behind me and I threw myself on the bed. Not realizing 
that it was the lands, it was the Lord's hand who had touched my head. And his spirit had gone through me. Next day, I get up. I went down to town to meet the, uh, the fortune guardians. Our custom, our manner is the rum, the cigarette, you know, and we talk about the night. When I entered, one pointed the cigarette to me. I said, no, thank you. He gave me the, another one gave me the bottle of rum and the chaser, the cook. I said, no, thank you. A third one called, man, you're sick. What happened to you? You changed overnight. But I refused most of these things. I went home. I went back to the man who spoke to me in the night. It was the pastor who had came from a, 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 an island, Nevis, or uh, one of the small islands who had come to Barbados. There I spoke with him. We talked and we planned our first meeting open a meeting for the Sunday afternoon. I went with him. A month later, I got baptized in the beach of Jordan in Barbados. Four or five months later, I went home and we reach home to my country. You know, the first thing that is in my mind, you know, is dancing. I could dance. And I went and I paid my money, but I sat down on the window. Several women came to me, not me that went to them to ask them to dance. But they came to me and they know I could dance. They came to me and asked me to dance. I sat down there, but I refused. Next Sunday again, I paid my money in another place. And the same thing happened. I realized the Lord don't want me to go back to dance. Because I had refused and sat down on the window throughout the dance. I met a missionary and four and three more of us. We started on Sunday afternoon to have open air meetings in the town of Gozeli. And there we started. We start, we're renting a little place, call it, we call it Calvary Baptist Church. From 1964, I started with these men. On Sunday, we're going down to town to another place, to our church, First Baptist Church. And on Sunday evening, we're having 
having our open-air meetings in Gozili. And there, you know, I was one of the men who started, firstly, Calvary Baptist Church. We were in the town. Afterwards, they expanded the place. They, they built up lots and so on. We bought some lots up there, and we built Calvary Baptist Church. And so I remember one of the first pioneers of Calvary Baptist Church was myself. And 2000, the year 2000, we started another work in the country, in the Hyde. Call it Community Baptist Church. And these two churches are now growing and now running well by the grace of God. True, he changes everybody, converting everybody in a different way, according to his will. But the way he touched me, immediately everything stopped. Everything come to a standstill. While we were praying on Wednesday, praying to a brother, with a brother that is fighting to live out his own habit. And the Lord touched me and saved me immediately. And this morning I realized today, the second time, I am standing after my stroke. My third stroke in 2007. It was, this is my second time. I am standing and by the grace of God, I will able to conclude the message he has given me. Though I cannot speak that well and memorize that well, but the Spirit of God is with me. Let us look to the Lord in the word of prayer at this time. Dear Father, I thank you. I praise you. I glorify you. I bring to myself, first of all, Lord, your servant, that you will speak to me, O God, so that our brothers and sisters who are here, their father, and are listening, will get a message, O Lord, from what you have given me. Remember me, dear father, O God, as the people down home, dear Lord, are now praying and calling upon you for me. That you will bless me, O God, and you will speak the word you have given me so clearly. That each and every one will get the word. Bless this message, O Lord. Bless this congregation. Bless us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm going to speak this morning about the truthfulness of God. The truthfulness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. The truthfulness. He acts all 
to take everything that the king has and destroy it. Saul was not speaking the truth. Saul was far away from the truth. When he said in First Samuel chapter 15 and verse 20 Saul said and Saul said unto Samuel yea I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me and have brought Agad the king of Amalek and I have utterly destroyed the Amaleks. Paul was not speaking the truth at all. Because Samuel tell him in verse 22 and Samuel said had the Lord so great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord behold to obey is better than sacrifice. And to hearken them the fat of rams. To obey is better than sacrifice. Obeying the voice of the Lord, the truthfulness of the word. As it said in Matthew, Chapter 8 and verse 24. And the men marveled. The men marveled. That the sea. And the wave. Obey. His voice. The Lord voice. Jonah. Chapter 1. Jonah. Chapter 1. In chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. For the wickedness is come up before me. Arise. And go. In verse 3 it says. But Jonah. Rose up and flee. Unto Tassa. From the presence of the Lord. And went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarsus. So he paid the fare thereof. And went down into it. And go with them. 
unto Tasha from the presence of the Lord. Oh yes, from the presence of the Lord. He flee away from the Lord. He flee away. He is running from the Lord. But can you and I run from the Lord? Can any, any dead or any living run away from God? What it says in, it says in Psalms 139. 139 and verse 7. Whether shall I go from thy spirit or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I descend, if I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost path, even there you are. We cannot run from the Lord. We cannot. He's a great God. You know, Jonah. Try to run from the Lord. In verse 5. Then the morning, the marine, the mariner were afraid and cried every man unto his God and castle and cast forth the waves that were in the ship unto the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the side of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. He went down into the ship. Remember the Lord Jesus Christ went into the ship in Mark chapter Four and verse 38 Jesus Christ went down he was asleep on a pillow the humanity of God was seen in that he went down so Jonah flew away and he found the ship he went down and he slept but according to verse 8 and 9 the men were afraid calling upon their God. Jonah who is a servant of God he is in the ship. Verse 8 Then said they unto him tell us we pray thee, for whose is thine company, occupation, and whence comest thou? What is thy country, and of what people thou art? 
Verse 9. And he said unto them, I am an Hebrew, and I feared the Lord, the God of heaven, which had made the sea and the dry land. Jonah afraid of God. He feared God, but God asked him to do something for him. One who feared one you, you respect asks you to do something for him. To go to Nineveh and you're running away from him. It doesn't make sense. You can't run away from the, somebody you fear who asks you to do something. You will do it or trembling. But you will not run away from him. So Jonah, you know, having this conversation, seeing the fear of the men, you know, decided he asked the men to throw me down into the sea. In verse 13 to 15, Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, but they could not, for the, for the sea rough and was temperous against them. Wherefore, the cry unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life. And lay not upon us innocent blood. For thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleases. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea. And the sea ceased and became calm. Because this man the man who is running away from the Lord was cast into the sea. The sea come. Because he is in the sea now. Verse 16. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Now, the Lord had present, prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. You see the work of the Lord. As the Lord died on the cross of Calvary, he was put in that tomb for three days. Just like Jonah was in the belly of that fish for three days. And then the sea, then the, the fish vomit Jonah. Verse 2, 1 to 4. Then Jonah prayed unto the, God, the Lord thy God out of the fish belly. 
and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of the fish. And hell cried out, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep, into the midst of the sea, and the flood compassed me about, and thy billows and thy waves pass over me. You see, the Lord speak to Jonah. As I said, you cannot run away from the Lord. The Lord speaked the second time unto him. No, and he repented. He repented. And give God whatever reason, you know, he pleases. But he started preaching the word to Nineveh. He started to tell the people what happened. Now in verse 4, we'll read from verse 4 to 10 in chapter 3. And Jonah began, chapter 3, to enter into the city. A day's journey and he cried and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Verse 5. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For word, for the word came unto the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne. He laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his noblest saying, Let neither man nor beast nor flock taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cried mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from his evil way and from the violence that is in their lands, in their hands. Who can tell of God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not. And verse 10, And God saw the works that they turned from the evil way. And God repented of the evil that he had said 
that he would do unto them. And he did it not. The Lord saved Nineveh. A city that was so. Fierce against the Lord. That had so much evil. But remember. Jonah is running away. From God. We came to our second point. Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, a man who up to now, from Isaiah up to Daniel, the name of Nebuchadnezzar is always mentioned. The king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, you know, hung to his right own rightful way. He thinks. His own way. He hung on to that. He created a golden image. And asked all the people. Of the land. To worship. That image. Let's see Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 3. Verse 16 to 30. In Daniel Chapter 3. Nebuchadnezzar, a man who is living proudly, in charge of everything, in charge of his own self, created an image and let the people worship. Let us see verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it is so be, if it is be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O God. But if it not be known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury and the form of his visage was changed against Sadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the the furnace one seven times more than it was one to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. 
Then these men were bound in the court. Their horses and their hearts and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three men were in the fire, walking about, you know, as the rest of the verse tells us, you know, they were walking about, loose, no fire upon them. But remember, the burning fire furnace was heated to be so hot that it slew the men who hold up these three men to cast into the fire. The fire burned them to death. But these men were loose in the fire. Look at verse 19 again. Verse 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore, he spake and commanded that they should heat the fiery furnace one seven times more than it was one to be made. You know, but verse 24, verse 24 and 25, Nebuchadnezzar saw, got the message of his life, got a shock of his life. He saw the one more walking in the fiery furnace. And he cried. He cried. Verse 24. And Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto the counselors, did not did not we oh yes did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fiery they answered and said unto the king true o king verse 25 he answered and said lo i see four men loose Walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth person is like unto God. 
the four, the form of the four is like the Son of God. Here we throw two men, three, in the fiery furnace, supposing the fire to, to, to burn them and consume them. But here I see four walking loose. The fourth is like the Son of God. Not bound to get the king. You know, in a shock position. Not bound to get the king worried. We threw three men in the fire. And here I'm seeing four. And the other one is like the Son of God. The Lord presented himself in the fire with Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to show the king that his word is above all. That he has power upon all. And he saved and to the uttermost. And the king passed a decree that no body should speak against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because their God is the true God. We came to the third and final person, servant of God, Moses. Moses, one of the biggest, meekest man who ever lived. One who had fellowship with God. One who believed God. And he was so great. He was so great. They had perfect fellowship. Their relationship was so good. So great. The man of God, Moses. But some, some, something happened. Something happened. That the angry of the people... I don't think it took Moses by surprise. But Moses, you know, being angry with the people, such angriness, such anger, prevented him to see or to enter the promised land. Prevented Moses from entering the promised land. Let us see Numbers chapter, Numbers 20, Numbers 20. One of the five books of Moses. In verse 20, chapter, chapter, 7 to 11. 
And the Lord spake unto Moses saying. Take the rod. And gather thou the assembly together. Thou and Aaron thy brother. And speak unto the people. Unto the rock. Before their eyes. And it shall give forth. His water. And thou shalt bring forth. To them. Water of the rock. So thou shalt give. The congregation. And their beast drink. And Moses took. The rod from before the Lord. As he commanded him. And Moses. And Aaron. Gathered the congregation together. Before the rock. And he said unto them. Hey now. He rebels. Must we fetch. You water. Out of this rock. And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod, he smote the rock twice, and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and the beast also. The congregation drank, and the beast also. But the Lord was displeased with Moses. Oh yes. The Lord was displeased. That's not what he asked Moses to do. In verse 8 again. In verse 8. Take the rod. And gathered thou the assembly together. Thou on Aaron thy brother and speak and speak unto the rock and here between Moses was so mad in his vexation and he changed the word speak to strike he was so mad not with God but with the people calling them rebels and he took the rock on his strike when he was asked to speak to the rock. The difference of speaking and striking are two. Two different. Great meaning. Far from each other. Moses was supposed to speak to the rock. And the rock will give abundantly its water. But Moses... Because he was vexed. He strike the rock. Oh yes. He strike the rock. Verse, verse 12. See verse 12. And the Lord spake. Unto Moses and Aaron. Because he believed me not. 
and sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, he shall not bring this congregation unto the land which I have given thee. The Lord was not sanctified. The Lord was not giving the praise in the presence of these people by speaking to the rock. Oh yes. Moses had forgotten this one thing by Paul. By Paul who said in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 6, Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. And Moses passed as a child of disobedience now. Paul said, Yes, don't let no man deceive you with vain words. He said, Moses said unto them, unto him again, Oh, Moses should have remembered this one. In Acts chapter 4, in Acts chapter 4, chapter 10 and verse 34, sorry. In Acts chapter 10, he said, I perceive that God is no respecter of person. Oh yes. And whichever one of us that is there today must remember that God don't respect people. God don't respect person. He said it's something and it will must come to pass. Whatever he said must come to pass. And he's speaking to a great man. A friend of him. Moses. And he said, you know, because you displaced me, you will not enter the promised land. You know, in Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse 23, the Lord has finished with that yet. The Lord has finished with that yet. He still have something to say to Moses when Moses started back the conversation about taking the congregation into the promised land. And the Lord said to him, in chapter 3, verse 23, and 23 to 26, And I besought the Lord at that time, saying, Moses, that's Moses, I besought the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, Thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness and thy mighty hand for what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to the work and according to thy might. I pray thee 
Let me go over and see the good land that is beyond Jordan. The godly mountains and Lebanon. But the Lord was rough with me for your sake. And would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me. Let it sufficient with thee. Let it suffice thee. Speak no more unto me of this matter. I have closed it. It has put aside. You will not go. And bring the children to the promised land. So let's finish with that. The Lord reminded Moses, who had started, Oh my God, praise the Lord. Whenever he said something, he meant it. And it will come to pass. Whatever he says, it will come to pass. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, the Lord gives us something. He says, choose life. Choose blessing that thou should live. In Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19, Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life and blessing that thou should live. We better choose life and blessing this morning. As we listen to how the word dealt with this man, especially Moses, we are choosing life. We are choosing blessing. That the Lord will bless us continually. Read on your own spare time at home. Read Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Verse 1 to 13, the blessings for obeying God. You can also choose, read chapter 27, 27, 14 to 26, and chapter 28, 15 to 20, the curse for disobeying the voice of the Lord. And this morning, may the Lord bless you as you remember his dealing with Jonah, Nebuchadnezzar, and Moses. And ask him to speak to your life. To give you the guidance of his word. The direction to follow. 
and you will be blessed by obeying the voice of the Lord. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I do thank you. I praise you, magnify you. Father, oh God, I speak the word as I could. And let it reach the hearts of those you send it. And may they obey the voice of the Lord to carry out his duty. Bless us, my Lord. Bless all thy people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As we've been going through James, we've been continually, continually confronted with the setting aside of our own agenda for the adoption of Christ's. Some of you don't know him as your Lord and Savior. And he calls you to obey by believing him, trusting him. As Paul would say, to obey the gospel. To believe on the Lord Jesus Christ is your duty. To be saved, to be forgiven of your sin, to be made a new creature. And for us who have come to his saving knowledge, to obey not out of some slavish obedience, but the joy and the delight of setting aside the yoke and the bondage of sin and this life to take his yoke, which is light, his burden, which is easy, and pursue his agenda, his glory, not our own. It's a good call, a powerful call, again, to the simplicity of what it means that Jesus Christ is Lord. Is he yours today? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the reminder from your word this morning. For Brother Pamphil to just open to us again. How many of us may be in the very shoes of a Jonah today. When we've been called, we're running instead of going. Or of a Nebuchadnezzar who in seeking his own glory, sought to rid himself of the testimony against him rather than to bow before the King of kings and the Lord of lords or of Moses. How we can be so mightily used of you and blessed of you and at the same time still confront the obstinance in our own hearts. And may we lay those things down at your feet this morning. And look to you, submit ourselves to you in humbleness. And Lord, may you use us mightily, powerfully, as you see fit. We are yours, Father. We belong to you. Do with us as you will, that your kingdom might come. And your name might be exalted in all the earth. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand with me, please? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. 